0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at the top players and fixtures to target in January. So, as you probably noticed, um, last game week was an extra long game week where. It extended past the usual friday deadline where we'd have the price increases and um, transfers going through that were pending so if you did target some players for the carabao cup fixtures unfortunately you were stuck with them for the premier league fixtures as well so it was pretty bad that Sun dream team didn't really officially announce this but it did look a little bit suspect when you looked at the match center these two um lots of games did run into each other so that caught a lot of people out and was quite disappointing but we should be back to normal tomorrow, um, Friday the 30th at 7am. We should get the normal price increases or decreases and all your pending transfers should go through as normal. We'll get our new transfers on Friday the 6th of January. So in this episode we're going to go through the whole of January through to when we'll get the February transfers. And look at who will be the best players and fixtures to target then and how we can best set our teams up for January. So I'm going to start with the teams that I classify as being sort of the strongest sides, um, kind of fighting for those top six places. Um, Man City, Newcastle, Man United, Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool and Arsenal. There's a varying amount of fixtures here, just depending on what cups people are left in. So Man City, you can see, have got seven fixtures. um, And this is because they're in the FA Cup and the EFL still. um, Whereas Newcastle, Man United, Chelsea and Spurs all have six. And then you've got Liverpool and Arsenal that have just the five fixtures. So we're going to go through these one by one and check out who will be the best players to target. And then after that, I'm going to go through these teams here. I've put them down as being the weaker sides, which feels a little bit harsh, but it's kind of true. Um, You've got Leicester, Wolves, Fulham, Leeds, West Ham, Brighton and Villa. So Leicester, Wolves and Fulham all play six games. Leeds, West Ham, Brighton and Villa all play five. There are more teams than this, but um, there's some teams that I probably wouldn't consider targeting their players at all. People like Bournemouth, for example. Uh, No offence to Bournemouth, but this is fantasy football and I don't think there's that many players to target from these teams. So we'll go through them in this order. So I'm going to start with Manchester City then. So as I said, they've got seven fixtures. They've got Everton at home, Chelsea away. They've got Chelsea then at home in the FA Cup. They play Southampton away in the League Cup, then they've got Man United away, Tottenham at home and Wolves at home. So quite a mixed bag there. They've got some good fixtures to target, but they've also got some tricky games. They play Chelsea twice, they play Man United, they play Spurs, so it's a bit of a mixed bag really, but Man City being as strong as they are, you you could still expect them to win the majority of these games. I've highlighted here though that um, Spurs quite often do seem to trouble Man City of of late so that could be one that could be a stumbling block but other than that um chelsea those two games and manchester united they could be tricky ones but things to note is um ruben diaz is injured at the minute and then you've got Cancelo and walker were both benched in the last game so their defense is looking really hard to predict at the minute we're going to start with the obvious one erling Haaland. he's 8.9 million, and million he's got 26 goals already this season which is just ridiculous he got another two goals against leeds and at this point if he's not in your team i don't know what you're doing to be honest um it's honestly getting to the point where i'm thinking i shouldn't even need to mention him in any of these videos um but we'll go on to kevin de bruyne he's 7.9 million he's got three goals and 15 assists and probably behind harland he's the second player that you've got to get in your team from manchester city um i was thinking really harland de bruyne and Cancelo were like the clear three that you had to have but has actually missed the last two games, or, or didn't start the last two games at least. So Haaland and De Bruyne are quite clearly to stand out options here now. So three goals, 15 assists, and he's averaging um, six points per game for his last three games. One other thing I put down as well, 99% of the top 100 teams um, own him at the minute. So as you can see, he's... Uh, a must-have player in your dream team like i said I'd, i typically would say um Cancello would have been the best option from the defense to put in but after he just missed those last um two games he came on as a sub in the leeds game but i'm gonna say a kanji now at four million probably looks like one of the best options to put in your defence if you're looking to cover Manchester City so he started the last two games and he looks the most nailed I'd say in this Man City defence at the moment you did have Ake who played the last two games at left back but quite honestly he's one of these players that does end up in and out of the team quite regularly whereas Akanji does seem like he's been um, nailed onto that position and Pep just keeps talking him up as well so I think he's a really good pick at four million quite a good value pick as well Kyle Walker, he was benched on the last game. I thought he might come straight back into the team after the World Cup. But it's looking like some of these players that went to the World Cup are getting a little bit more rest from Pep. I'm gonna highlight Mares. We all know that he's quite a frustrating player to own on Dream Team. Usually in and out of the side, rotated quite a lot. But he has started the last two games now for City and he scored against Liverpool too, so he is in favour at the minute and 4.7 million is a is a good price point to get him in at. Um, but yeah he is just one of these players that if you if you do pick him you kind of have to just stick with him because he isn't going to start every game but he does deliver quite well on points um so with seven games i think any of these attackers maybe apart from Haaland and de bruyne Any of these attackers that you do pick probably are going to get on, but they are probably going to still get rotated as well. So I think it's a case of if you do pick any of these City attackers, you're probably going to have to stick with them through this whole um, January period or at least give them sort of four or five games to give a true reflection of how they might perform. Then I'm going to say Gundogan could could be a a bit of a value pick in this midfield. So he's 3.4 million, which is really quite cheap. And he's been a really good performer over the years for Man City. He started these last two games, so he doesn't seem like he's at risk of rotation too much. Um, but this season he has only got two goals and two assists so it's a little bit of a risk but over the course of these seven games I do think that he should get quite a few opportunities um, he took a couple of corners and swell in the last game so he's involved in set pieces and stuff as well so he could be a good pick there if you're looking for a more cheaper way into the midfield but I wouldn't depend on someone like Gundogan to cover a Kevin De Bruyne for example I think he's someone that you'd put in as well as. to cancello at 6.8 he's been a really frustrating one so he didn't start the Leeds or liverpool games and he's bound to go down in in price now so if you did want to get him in get him in after the price changes happen um it's a hard one because i don't really want to take him out because with all these fixtures he is going to be heavily involved i don't think he's done anything wrong i imagine he must just have come back from the world cup not in his best condition so it's going to be a frustrating one if you've got him you might want to stick with him But if you haven't got him, you could get him at a cheaper price. I don't think he's really done anything wrong. So I think he probably just has been rested. And you have got these two games against Chelsea coming up and a few cup games. So I think he is still going to be a really important part of the team. Someone who I'd be more concerned about, though, is Phil Foden. Um, So he's 5.5 million. But he's really starting to ask questions now of what's going on with him. Because he got rested quite a bit before the World Cup. And now he's come back from the World Cup as well, and he's been benched in the last two games. So quite honestly, if I had him in my team, I'd probably be looking to move him on. He probably is going to score a fair few points over this course of seven games. But yeah, it just seems like there could be something else going on um, behind the scenes with Foden, to be honest. Then on to Newcastle, who have been absolutely brilliant. So I had a look and they've got four clean sheets in a row. Uh, and I went quite heavy on them at the back and they got back-to-back clean sheets coming back from the World Cup as well so they've been really impressive and the fixtures look really good for them in January so they've got Leeds in the first game at home, they've got Arsenal away, they've got Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup, they've got Leicester in the League Cup, they've got Fulham at home and then Crystal Palace away so Pretty much out of all the fixtures, I think Newcastle probably got the best run. Their toughest game is Arsenal away, but I do think they're going to give us a a tough game at the Emirates. So I think this could be a really good opportunity to get on some of their defenders, but also look at some of their attackers as well so you can't really go past Kieran Trippio if you're starting to look for someone in the defense I just think he's a must-have at 5.4 million his price has kept creeping up but he still looks brilliant value so his last five and last three average points are around eight points Um, he's got one goal and five assists so far this season but what's most impressive he's got um, 15 ratings out of 19 games so far so only four games he didn't get a plus seven in and then he's got five star man awards. And if you watched my last episode as well, technically he probably should have had six star man awards because um, who scored went back and changed it and gave Trippier a higher rating than Joe Linton. Who Sundream Team gave the star man award to Joe Linton, which was quite disappointing. But it's nice to let someone else have a go other than Trippier. Um, but if you if you've got Trippier already, I wouldn't shy away really from doing a double up and getting another defender or Nick Pope in there. So I've highlighted Cher, Burn, and Botman and um, they're all around the same price 3.5 up to 3.7 million. So all similar price points and I don't think any of them are particularly better than the other. I think Cher's probably scoring the most points out of all three but they pretty much all do a similar role in that team when it comes to scoring points that is. Um, so I'd definitely consider a double up with Either of those three and Kieran Trippier, or you could look at getting Nick Pope at four point one as your keeper, as well as uh, Trippier. You could go for three if you're feeling risky. It's not something that I'd want to do, um, but by all means, Trippier and the keeper, or Trippier and one of the other defenders, is still a really good option. Back onto Nick Pope though at four point one. Um, so he's on eighty three points at the minute, and he's the top keeper on the game now. So. Yeah, a really good option there. He's above Allison, he's above Edison, all the usual suspects, so a really good option from Newcastle with those fixtures. Then in terms of going forward, um, I've just put down Almoron, It's the obvious one. He's 3.3 million though, so he's still a really good budget pick. Um, he's got nine goals and one assist, and he's the fourth highest midfielder in the game, and he's only four points behind Saka at the moment. And he's 1 million cheaper almost. So he looks like a no-brainer to get in your team. And I did think previously going in coming back off the World Cup that um, Callum Wilson looked quite a good value at 4.5 million. He played the first game, but then he missed the second game with a fever. So I'm not sure if he'll be back or not for the next fixture. So while we're not sure about him, I'd just stick with Almoran for now. Then we go to Man United. So they've got six fixtures as well. Uh, Wolves away, Bournemouth at home. They've got Everton at home in the FA Cup, they've got Charlton at home in the League Cup, Man City at home and then Arsenal away. So quite a few good home games there as well to target and they are looking quite good coming back from this World Cup. Um, so I've put down that the first four games look really good on paper so you've got Wolves, Bournemouth, Everton and Charlton. So that will be they'll be good fixtures to target both in attack and defence to be honest and then it gets a little bit trickier towards the end. So Man City at home and then Arsenal away but They did give Arsenal their um, only defeat of the season. Um, So it could be quite a tough game for Arsenal there. And then Man City, I'm not sure what their, their recent record is against Man City, but... Yeah, I think Man City would be obviously the favourites in that one. At the moment, from Man United, I think the best pick is Rashford at 4.5. I've got him in most of my teams now. And he really delivered over the past um, two fixtures coming back from the World Cup as well. So he's got two goals and one assist in that last game week. And that takes him up to 10 goals and four assists for the season. Um, I'd He's down as being sort of the fourth striker um, in the rankings outside of Haaland, Sulla and Kane. And he's actually only 11 points behind Harry Kane at the moment for the overall points for the season. So he's not that far behind at all. And he's obviously quite a lot cheaper at 4.5 million. Then you've got Bruno Fernandes, who again, I've, I've got in quite a few of my teams. He's 5.4 million. Um, I do think he's a really good one to target. Um, he's he's going to be on penalties now. But... Um, but they just don't seem to be coming at the moment. Um, But he's got 15 ratings at the minute, which is joint with Kieran Trippier up the top. And he's only one behind Kevin De Bruyne for um, seven ratings, which is pretty mad. But he just is lacking end product at the moment. Um, So yeah, we are really waiting for that penalty or a long shot or something to get him these attacking returns. Because although he's getting all these ratings... The ratings don't get you that many points and you can see from his points per game he's only really getting sort of three points per game. So a little bit disappointing on the points front but I still would stick with him because I think that the goals and assists will come. And Although I mentioned Nick Pope was a... Uh... The best keeper at the minute at 4.1. I do think David De Gea is really good value at 3.4. Um, a little bit disappointing that he didn't get the League Cup game. So DeBravka got that. But I do think he's a really good option with those fixtures. Maybe look to get him out ahead of the City and Arsenal games. But those first few fixtures look really good. But the only annoying thing is that if De Bravka got the last um, League Cup games, I'm a bit worried that maybe the Bravka would get the Charlton fixture and possibly even the FA Cup fixture against Everton. We'll have to wait and see, but yeah, I'd like to see uh, David De Gea personally playing those Cup games as well, because he was playing the um, Europa League games too, so if he misses out on the League Cup game, it's not the end of the world, but I would like to see him get the FA Cup game. Then I've highlighted Martial, so he's 3.5 million, and he's the starting striker at the moment. Um, He scored um, scored the last game, and he's up to five goals and two assists in total. But I do think 3.5 mil for him and then 4.5 mil for Rashford. If you can afford it, I'd personally go for Rashford over Martial. And then in defence, you've got Luke Shaw at 3.5 million. Um, He's probably looking like the best option at the moment from that Man United defence while Dallow's out injured. Um, Dallow was previously before the World Cup looking like the best asset to own from Man United at the back. But well, dallo has been out, I think Shaw's probably been the best option. He did play in, def- in a. He played at centre back in the last game, which was kind of strange. I think you had Wambasaka on one side, Melassia um, on the other, and then you had Luke Shaw playing centre back, which was pretty crazy, but he did a good job in that game. And then on to Wambasaka, so he's only 2.4 million. Um he had 23 points last game week, so started both games, got an assist in one of them, and he could be a good option just while Delo is out, but I'm not sure what the latest is on Delow. And I'd imagine as soon as Delo comes back, Wambazaka probably will move back to the bench. But it could be a, a quick short-term fix. Then I'm gonna to go to Chelsea, which it's a team that I'm still not feeling too confident about putting their players into my team at the minute, but they did look very impressive in the last game against Bournemouth. Um, their fixtures: they've got six of them. It's Nottingham Forest away. Then they've got two back-to-back games against Manchester City, so home in the cup and then away in the sorry home in the league and then away in the FA Cup. Then they've got away to Fulham. Palace at home and Liverpool away, so it's a bit of a mixture there. So two games against City and Liverpool away is probably enough for me to avoid defenders. But the other games could be okay. So you've got Palace at home, Fulham away, and then Forest away. But the problem is, you might just want to hop between getting on and off of these players in time than the fixtures because they are sandwiched by some really difficult games. You've got Mason Mount at 3.9 million, so he got a goal and a star man last game, but I did think that Chelsea look much better in attack playing that 4-3-3 it just depends whether or not they stick to it but Mount does seem like one of the most nailed players from uh, Graham Potter's side then again another player that looked really good in that 4-3-3 was Raheem Sterling he's 4.2 million he got an assist in the last game and he looked much better playing that and a lot more comfortable than he has been playing in that kind of stupid left wing back role Um, so yeah if they do stick to playing that 4-3-3 I would quite like Sterling but looking at the fixtures, playing Man City twice and playing Liverpool away, I wouldn't be surprised to see Potter change the formation and go back to some sort of back five. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% keen and at 4.2 million, I think I'd still avoid for the time being. And then you've got Kai Havertz had a really good fixture last game. So he got a goal and an assist and he's only 3.3 million. Um, does look like a really good value pick, but he's another player that just goes hot and cold quite often. And those two City fixtures look quite off-putting to me. So for now, it's uh, it's an avoid for me on Havertz, but he did look really good in the last fixture. If I was going to choose one of the defenders from Chelsea, I think I'd probably go for Cuccarella at 3 million. Um, I did mention in one of the last videos I wasn't liking him at the minute because he was sort of playing that left centre-back role. Um, but he did play left back in the last game, and he did look impressive. Um, you've got Reese James got injured um, again in the last game, so it looks like he's going to be out for about a month, which is uh, disappointing. He just can't seem to stay fit, but Cuccarello on the other side probably is the best option. He was getting, getting forward a lot more and getting involved in the build-up, um, but it's just, do you want to get him in with these fixtures? Forest away looks good, but then I can't see him keeping clean sheets against Man City. Fulham and Palace look okay, Um, but then Liverpool away again looks quite tough. So personally, I think I'm probably going to avoid it. Then we have Spurs. Um, They've got six fixtures as well. So they play Aston Villa at home, Crystal Palace away, uh, Portsmouth at home in the FA Cup. They've got Arsenal at home, Man City away and Fulham away. So I do think these are quite good fixtures, to be honest. And even the tougher games, I'd say Man City and Arsenal we arsenal never seem to do very well um away at spurs at the minute so i don't think that's a terrible game for spurs and then manchester city away as well i said earlier that i think spurs just seem to have a habit of doing quite well against man city and i looked at the previous um scorelines as well so back in february um spurs beat man city 3-2 and that was at city and then back in august 21 um spurs beat city 1-0 as well so yeah, they've had an alright time against City barely recently. Um, but the problem is with Spurs at the minute is that their defence just looks quite unreliable. So they keep falling behind first and then coming back for either the draw or the win. So defence doesn't look great, even though these fixtures look okay. Um, but Harry Kane really does look like he's firing at the moment. So I'm going to start with him. 6.9 million. He's got 14 goals, 4 assists. And his last average for his last five games is five points. So he is doing really well. I'd still put him just behind, obviously he's behind Haaland. And I'd say he's behind Salah, to be honest, in my opinion at the moment. Um, Well, and in the overall scores as well. But yeah, he is still a must-have really. I know with budget, it's not that easy to get Haaland, Salah, Kane in. But if you can do it, um, you do do want him in your team as well. After Kane, I'd probably say Kulusevski looks like the best option at the minute at 3.5 million. Um, he did have a bit of an up and down start to the season he's got one goal five assists at the moment but now Richarlison's out injured Um that right wing spot is nailed for him and he did look quite good in the last game and those fixtures I would expect him to get some attacking returns from then Heuberg, um 3.1 million and he's just having a crazy season so he's got five goals and four assists for a player that's usually known for more of his defensive um, side of the game but he's really overperforming with his attacking returns but at what point do you just say I've got to go with him while he's doing well because he's played 22 games now and his goals and assists just keep coming so yeah 3.1 million I do think he does look like a good option but then if you look at him and Kulisevsky 3.5 million for Kulisevsky he's playing in a much more advanced position it's a tough one Um, but you would really opt to go for the more attacking option i think and then defensively i know they've just been so up and down but villa at home palace away portsmouth at home and fulham away you would like to think that they could keep some clean sheets in some of these games Um, but if not i just think doherty could be a good option so i mentioned it in the last podcast but they 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 threw perisic straight in even though he had a really intense world cup and then on the other side um you've got sort of sessignon and you've got emerson royale that probably should have been fit after not playing in the world cup But they went with doherty at 2.2 million uh, at right back and he looked pretty good in that game i know they looked dodgy at the back but he did get forward quite well and he did look like he could get in some really good attacking positions so yeah, I think that he could be a good one to target. We'll wait and see whether he does start this following fixture. There will be rotation, but I do think he could get attacking returns playing that advanced position. Um just to I had a little look back to see what his attacking returns were, because I did remember him being quite an attacking player uh, when he was at Wolves. And that season that they were in the Europa League, um, he did go on to score six goals that season and get four assists. So if he can keep fit and get a good run in the side, I do think at two point two million he could be a quite a good option. Then we have Liverpool. So they've actually got really really good fixtures here, but they only play five games. So got some on six you've got City on seven Liverpool only have the five but the fixtures are good so they've got Leicester at home Brentford away Wolves at home Brighton away and then they follow up with Chelsea at home so I do think these fixtures look pretty good and it is a good run Um, they didn't look very defensively sound against Aston Villa in the last game but I can see plenty of clean sheets here Uh, and they will score plenty of goals as well so we'll start with the obvious one Mo Salah he's 8.6 million He got two goals and one assist from his last game week um, and he's averaging about nine points over his last five games. So I still think he's a must own uh, next to Haaland, really. He's got penalties and he just seems to be involved in everything at the moment. Then if you look at defence, I actually think although Trent has historically been the the best player to target from this Liverpool defence over the years, Um, I think Robertson is looking better at the moment. He's 5.2 million, so a little bit cheaper. Trent's 5.9. but He's got seven assists this season, Um, and I just think he looks like their best option currently. Um, Puts those crosses in, and ideally those crosses could come from the left-hand side to Salah on the right-hand side. I know it doesn't always work like that, But he's been taking quite a few set pieces as well. So I think Robertson's probably the best option. But then we'll come to Trent as well. So 5.9 million. He has actually only got two goals and one assist this season. So his numbers aren't great. But he did look better in the last game. And I think him and Robertson are probably going to get quite a few returns um, over the period of this last five games. I just think though, if you are going to choose one um, Liverpool defensive player at the minute, Robertson looks like he's in good form. And I do think he could near enough cover any points that trent gets then on to darwin nunes at 5.8 this is he's just such a strange player so 5.8 5.8 million. At the moment, I probably wouldn't choose him with players like Rashford looking a little bit better and the fixtures looking better for Man United. Um, don't know how to feel about him and you should let us know in the comments what you think about Darwin Nunes at the minute. But he just keeps making so many good chances. I think he looks really promising, uh, but he does miss so many sitters. So be interesting to know how you think he'll get on in this uh, these five fixtures. But one thing to be concerned about is they've now signed Cody Gakpo. Um, so That might give Darwin Nunes a bit of a kick up the arse um, because he can play that position or he can play on the wing. Uh, But one thing I did find about Cody Gakpo, we don't know what price he's going to be at the minute, but he was 4 million and a striker on the World Cup game. But one thing I found out is he won't be eligible for their game against Leicester City. And it said here that um, the transfer window won't officially open until Liverpool play. Brentford. Brentford would be the first game after the transfer window opens so he won't be eligible for that first game against Leicester but he will be eligible for the Brentford fixture. Then on to my team Arsenal so they've got five fixtures and actually looking at these fixtures I'm actually quite worried um, I think these five fixtures could almost define our um, in our season when it comes to maybe putting up a, a title challenge with Man City. Brighton away is always a tough fixture our home record's been really good. We've got 10 consecutive wins at home at the minute, but Newcastle is going to be the biggest test at home we've had in a while. Um, Oxford, the FA Cup fixture. I'm not fussed about that one. Um, but then Tottenham away and Man United at home. So Newcastle, Spurs and Man United are all going to be tough games. And even Brighton away is uh, a fixture that I find historically quite difficult for Arsenal. So. Be interesting to see how we do there, but I trust us more going forward than in defence at the minute on this run of games. So I'd say Saka at 4.2 million looks like the best option. Um, he's got six goals, seven assists, and he just looks brilliant. He he wiped the floor of West Ham in that last fixture. Um, he's the penalty taker now, even though he hasn't really taken that many recently. Um, and he's the third highest scoring midfielder in the game at the moment. So I think he's the best pick from Arsenal at the moment. You haven't got the budget for Saka. Um, I think Erdegaard at 2.9 million could be another good option. He's someone that I'm going to bring into my team. I just think at that price, he's just too good value. Um, He's got six goals and four assists so far. So he's the joint um, top scorer at Arsenal at the moment. And two goals and two assists in the last two games that he's played. So I just think he's really outperforming that price point, to be honest. He looks like a really good pick. I actually wouldn't be too worried about combining Erdegaard with potentially a sacker a Martinelli or an Eddie Nacchettia. The only thing that would be a concern is how you think we're going to do in these fixtures. Um, But Martinelli at 3.2 million, he's got six goals as well, but two assists. Um, But the only thing I'd say about Martinelli, although he's doing really well at the moment, I just think that him taking up a striker spot at 3.2 million looks a lot less appealing now that you can get Eddie Nacchettia for 2.3 million. And playing as another striker as well. So those striker spots are really quite valuable Especially if you want like a Harland, a Sulla and a Rashford or a Kane But if you are going to go for a budget striker in Martinelli I don't see why you wouldn't go for an Eddie Nketiah now. He scored against West Ham It looks really good value for that price and it just gives you a lot more budget to use elsewhere in your squad So it's just how you want to use your budget really but it is the only downside is that he's down as a striker. When it comes to defence, I I'm not. I don't think there's too much between some of these players. So Ben White, Gabriel and Saliba, I think they're all really good options. I think Ben White's probably doing best for form at the moment, but Gabriel, he has got that attacking threat from corners. Saliba, I don't think is as good as an option of these two at the moment, and he did look a little bit rusty against West Ham, given the penalty away. Um, but I think these three are the best three to target. Tommy Yasu's been... Um, injured recently so I'm not sure when he's going to be back. Tierney started the game and Zinchenko had been injured recently as well so Zinchenko came off the bench. I didn't think Tierney looked pretty that that good against West Ham to be honest with you. Um, I think Tierney and Zinchenko might get rotated until they're both fully fit so at the moment I'd stick with one of these three Ben Wyatt, Gabriel or Saliba. Then I'm going to run through some of these um, teams that I I called the weaker sides, the the non-European sides, but they still could be fairly good picks because the Champions League, Europa League, etc. doesn't come back until February. Um, So we'll start with Leicester. Uh, They had a big wobble against Newcastle, but before that they were looking pretty good. I'd avoid them for the first game because they've got Liverpool away, but then after that they've got Fulham at home, they've got Gillingham in the FA Cup, um, they've got Newcastle in the League Cup, so hopefully they won't get a hiding again from Newcastle. Then they've got Forest away and Brighton at home. So looking at those fixtures, although Leicester's defence was looking pretty solid, that Newcastle game has put a few doubts in my mind now. Um, I can only probably see a maximum of like three clean sheets there. Maybe Fulham, Gillingham and then maybe Forest away. Um, I think that Brighton fixture's is pretty tough. Brighton look like they can score against anyone at the minute. So, yeah, I, I'm not that confident in the Leicester defence now. Um, Harvey Barnes probably looks like the best asset going forward, but he, he was quiet in the last two games. And then you've got Vardy, who looks like he's a rotation risk. And then you've got James Madison as well, who's sort of got a bit of a mystery injury as such. So I think Barnes is probably the best attacking option, but at 4.8, I think there's much better options in Saka... Erdegaard and Almoron for example so at 4.8 I'm not going to I'm not going to go near Barnes to be honest um, and then from the defence probably Castagne at 3.5 million looks like the best defensive option because he has attacking threat as well or someone a little bit cheaper is Luke Thomas who I brought in for the the first Caraval Cup game um, and he done quite well he got an assist and a clean sheet but um, But yeah, I'm just not sure how I think they're going to perform defensively against some of these teams like Newcastle and Liverpool. So it's a tough one, but there are some options there. And then Wolves, they've got six fixtures as well. Um, They look much better now under the new manager, but they've got Man United at home in the first game, which is tough. Villa away, Villa looking better. You've got Liverpool in the cup, so that's not a good game. Um, Forest and West Ham, they could be quite good fixtures, but then Man City away as well, so... Yeah, I can see them shipping a lot of goals in this game, so personally I wouldn't go near any of the defenders, but if you did, Semedo at 1.5 or Bueno at 2.5, I think look like the best options. You've got Podence at 2.6 million in midfield, and then one person just to keep an eye on maybe, because they have got Jimenez and Costa up front, but they've signed this new Matias Cunha. Um, I just wanted to have a little look at him. He's not in the game yet, but he hasn't hit double figures from what I could see, and for Atletico, he uh, looked like he got six goals and four assists for them last season, so I don't think he's going to uh, gonna really save the day at Wolves, but it could be someone to consider if their fixtures do get a bit better. Then with Fulham, they've got six fixtures, but the only person I would really consider from Fulham would be Mitrovic. He's 4.9 million, he's got 10 goals, one assist, But he has still got that um, suspension risk hanging over him. Um, One more yellow card and he'll be suspended. Um, He plays Southampton at home and Leicester away, which I think look like quite good fixtures. Southampton look really dodgy at the back at the moment. And then they've got Hull in the FA Cup. So those three fixtures do look quite good if he can uh, avoid getting a yellow card. But then they play Chelsea at home, Newcastle away and Tottenham at home. So they've got three good fixtures, followed by three quite difficult fixtures. So, personally, I won't be bringing him in, but I can see why he's appealing to some players. He does take penalties too. Then on to Leeds. They've got five games, and I do quite like their fixtures, but I'm struggling just to to choose a player from these guys, really. Newcastle away, West Ham at home. Uh, I think it's Cardiff in the FA Cup. Um, Aston Villa are away and then Brentford at home So I do think the fixtures look good for them But I struggled when choosing any players from Leeds to be honest um, They've got Meslier at 1.5 if you like to have a budget keeper Or um, Strick at 1.5 million in defence But Leeds aren't very reliable in defence So it's a little bit off-putting for me um, If I was looking for striker options or attackers Somerville and Ar- Aronson look quite good But again, I just don't think I'd pick any of these players myself and then west ham they have five fixtures as well they've got really good fixtures actually but the only problem is they've been terrible um so yeah with their bad form these fixtures don't look as appealing but brentford at home leads away brentford in the fa cup away wolves away and then everton at home all typically would be winnable fixtures for west ham i think but at the moment it's, it's not someone that i'd be looking to target um bowen at 3.7 mil And that price is looking quite appealing, but he just hasn't been on it this season. If it was last season, you'd definitely want him in your team at that price. But great fixtures, bad form. And then Benrahma, 3200000 million. He's got five goals, two assists this season. He took the penalty against Arsenal, so he could be on penalty duty. But yeah, it's just whether or not you want to bank on West Ham turning their form around. And then the last two we have are Brighton and Aston Villa. So Brighton, they've got five fixtures home against Arsenal, away against Everton, they've got Middlesbrough away in the FA Cup, they've got Liverpool at home, and then Leicester away, so under the Deserby, they don't really seem to have changed much As under Potter, they're still really exciting to watch, they can still score against anyone, but they do look a little bit more sketchy at the back compared to when they had Potter in charge, um, so yeah, their defence is a real worry at the moment, but dunk at 1.7 does still look like good value, um, that Arsenal fixture, I know it looks bad on paper but as an Arsenal fan playing Brighton always seems to worry me to be honest and then the rest of the fixtures look quite good apart from Liverpool Um, but then Esther Pinion 1.4 million as you've probably seen I've got him in quite a few of my teams Um, he's got two assists so far this season and he was so close to getting another assist in the last game we put a really good cross in and then it was turned into their own net so It quite easily could have been, I think it was March getting on the end of that and it would have been another assist for him. So I think I'm willing to stick with him for a little bit longer. And then you've got in midfield, um, you've got Sonny March, who obviously played really well in those last uh, couple of games. And then you've got Pascal Gross at 2.6 million. So March, probably on better form at the moment, but... He hasn't been as consistent over the course of the season. Whereas Pascal Gross has done quite well with attacking returns. So he's someone to consider. Um, I don't think Trossard at four million, uh, 4.7 million is really worth the money or the striker spot. When you could get Rashford for cheaper. But McAllister, um, World Cup hero. we uh, He should be coming back at some point fairly soon. So I'd keep an eye on that. I don't think he'll be ready for the next game. But at 3 million, um, he's got five goals so far this season. So I'd keep an eye on him. He could come back in really good form. Aston Villa. These are another team where their fixtures look really quite good. But i just struggled to choose a player that I'd want to have in my team. So they've got Tottenham away, Wolves at home, Stevenage at home in the FA Cup. They've got Leeds at home and then Southampton away. So I actually quite like those fixtures. Um, They look really threatening against Liverpool even though they didn't win do think they've got a little bit more of an identity now under Unai Emery. But when it comes to choosing players to bring in, I'd probably only say Ollie Watkins at 3.6 million. But again, it's a striker spot and I think there's better options out there. And then potentially Emi Martinez when he finally does return from uh, partying and waving around dolls of Mbappe's head on. Um, so he's 2.8 million and he could be a good one to consider if he does come back fairly soon. So that's most of the teams covered, but I just wanted to do a quick summary on the teams that I think Would be the best ones to target. So, Man City, um, you'd want to target them for the extra fixtures because they've got seven games, whereas the others have got six or five. The only thing I would say about Man City is although they have got seven games, they've got a much bigger squad and much more risk of rotation. So, whether or not this seven games just ends up balancing out really because they've got so many players they can rotate with, we can only wait and see. But I do think there'll be a lot of rotation with those players. Then, Newcastle, um, I think. By far, they've got the best defence and the best fixtures, really. Um, All look good, apart from maybe Arsenal away. But again, I do think they could put in a good shift against Arsenal. Um, And then Man United, short term, I think they've got really, really good fixtures. Those first four look really good, um, both for attack and defence. So Rashford, De Gea and Shaw, I'd probably look to target. Liverpool, only five fixtures, but I do think all of them look like they could be winnable. Um, Chelsea at home is the toughest in the last game, so short-term, Liverpool could be really good to get on. Then Arsenal, although their form has been really good, and obviously myself, I'd love them to do really well, um, but four out of five of those games could be really quite tricky. So again, I think this this January period could define their season. Um, Then Spurs and Chelsea, I've sort of bunched them together. Both on paper have got, good fixtures, but I don't think we've seen enough from either team to to sh- to really predict how they're going to play in these fixtures. So it's going to be a hard one, but I think they're a little bit inconsistent at the moment. That is everything for this episode. So thank you very much for watching. It's been a long one, so I'm not going to share my team update and my transfers that I'm going to make in this video. That will follow up on a separate video. But if you've taken anything valuable from it, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel and drop a like on the video. And if you're listening on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. So we'll see you on the next episode. Sports Social Podcast Network.